0: Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. You know you can do better. I'm reading from Genesis 4, from verse 2 to verse 6. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked to the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. I would like us to talk about the giving and receiving of gifts. Just a few days ago, there was a popular celebration of love and boy, was there a flood of stories about gifts. There is one couple with an adult daughter who every year she buys the gift that her dad gives to her mom. The secret is that mom has always known who buys the gift, but she chose not to hurt her husband's feelings. But there are some instances when someone gives a questionable gift, like something that is inferior or something ridiculous or something that is obviously used and worn. Many questions arise around the issue of gifts such as, did I give the best or was there a sincere heart in the giving? Did I give out of obligation? But the big question, though, is something that has plagued humans from the dawn of history. Could I have done better? Our text is based on the efforts of the two brothers, Cain and Abel, the younger one. Have you ever wondered how they decided on what area of work to focus on in their lives? One raised animals and the other planted crops. Nothing's wrong with that, right? Soon we get a chance to see them in action, not as respective farmers, but givers. Cain decided to make a gift of some of the fruits from his farm to God. Who told him to do that and why? Let's assume he came up with the idea all by himself. Commendable, innovative, brilliant, right? His brother Abel, on the other hand, decided as well to make a gift to God. What's going on? Are their parents behind all this, or did the boys discuss this among themselves, or was it just purely spontaneous? Anyway, Abel chose to give God the fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Interesting, don't you think? So one gave fruits, and the other one gave animal fat. Two brothers went into the store, or two friends went into the store, each to get a gift for their mom's birthday. Well, let us check In on the rest of the story. How did God respond? Before we go any further, bear in mind that God does not need fruits or animal fat. The gifts were not given to fill a need in God's life, so God did not look favorably on Cain's gift, but God was pleased with the gift from Abel. Ooh, Cain was not happy at all. In fact, he was very upset, visibly upset, to the point where God had to ask him, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Hold it right there. Did God just say that sin is crouching at Cain's door? Yes, he did. And he gave Cain a simple instruction on the matter. That sin desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Help me, please. Please. What did Cain do that was so wrong? He brought a gift. So did his brother Abel. Where is the sin issue in all of that? Well, there is an answer for that. Each of you, says the Bible, should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Listen, my friend, it is not the gift that each of the brothers gave. It is not the price of the gift you purchase in the store or the wrapping paper. It is the heart. Yes, it is the heart. God said that sin turned up when Cain was making his decision to give an offering. That could be when you are struggling with the idea of getting a gift and you either give it with much thought, you think of how it will be received and hear this, you give that gift from a heart of love. No one forcing you to give that item and certainly not your secretary or your friend buying the gift for you. Did you grab the first thing that caught your eyes as you entered the store? Did you select that particular item with sincere motives or was it done with a laser faire attitude? Uh, I do not care attitude. It is a matter of your heart. Let us get more personal. Bear in mind that God is not in need of anything. He isn't. So when we're giving God something, don't for one moment think that you're doing God any favor and you are certainly not meeting a need. This is when some people go rogue. They are giving the homeless guy some clothes, for example, and they choose old, smelly, tattered clothes that would otherwise have ended up in the garbage. And they behave as if they're being the nicest person in offering them to this homeless man. Seriously? Is that the best you can do? Or are you looking at that man with less than love? Sin is crouching at your door. You come to give God praise and worship, whether privately or publicly. What is the state of your heart? Remember that God looks on the heart. He can see right through you and see what those around you do not see. And based on what God sees inside your heart, that is going to determine God's response. So next time you're giving God something, give a gift from the heart, give it with love, give it with good motives, give it with a cheerful heart, a willing heart. The next time you get around to worship, make sure you are giving of your best. You can always do better.